welcome to the Steel Study Podcast, episode number 38 here on March 12th, 2022. The NFL offseason is rolling along. The offseason for your Pittsburgh Steelers is rolling along. The NFL Combine is in the books. The pro days have started up and things are heating up when it comes to the NFL Draft. I want to thank you for joining me here today for the podcast. Very excited about today's show to give you a rundown. We're going to talk all things Pittsburgh Steelers, catch an update on some happenings around the team, some possible free agent targets after some surprise releasings this past week. And then I'm also going to get into my Mock Draft 2.0. With all of you, I'll go through it. You can read it if you'd like. It is available on the site. So I'm looking forward to a fun show with all of you here today. As always, gratitude is tremendously important. I want to take this opportunity to say thank you Thank you, thank you for being a supporter of this still study, for listening to my work, reading, sharing with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. I would love to connect with you. You can drop me a line one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And you can also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Every Saturday, I do the Steelers Saturday mailbag in which I get your questions, comments, feedback on the show. You drive the content. It's a lot of fun for me. So send me your thoughts and I'll make it happen. The new Steelers mailbag is up today. So be sure to check that out. And then finally, please be reminded of the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. We've got a funky off-season schedule. I will keep you updated as to when new episodes are coming out. Check out the most recent edition. It's available and linked in the show notes. But Jim is one of the goats of covering your Pittsburgh Steelers, having covered the team since 1995. He's super insightful and knowledgeable about your Steelers. You don't want to miss it. Check it out. And so what a week that was in terms of the Steelers. From all the noise around Aaron Rodgers potentially being traded for, that didn't happen as he signed a long-term deal to then thinking, well, maybe Russell Wilson will land with the Steelers via a trade. That didn't happen as he was traded to Denver. There were some small rumblings that Carson Wentz would be coming to Pittsburgh, but he was traded to the Washington Commanders. And now the the latest speculation is Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans, who has faced some really egregious accusations of sexual assault several cases and apparently 
there's going to be a ruling on whether or not they're going to proceed with criminal charges against him. That information is supposed to come out on Friday. But there has been some murmurs that potentially the Steelers would trade for Deshaun Watson. It seems like every other day there is a new quarterback that is being rumored to the Steelers. Whether that's Aaron Rodgers or Wilson, whom are now gone. Carson Wentz, he's now gone. Deshaun Watson now is the flavor of the minute. And then you have the Jimmy G rumors out there as well. More than likely, this is all just nonsense as we've seen how it's played out with Rodgers, Wilson, and Wentz. If anything is likely, maybe it would be Jimmy Garoppolo for a later round draft pick, but I can't even see that happening. I talked about that earlier this week on one of the study sessions that the Steelers just don't have the draft capital this year to depart with it. And for what? A quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo who maybe can give you one or two serviceable years. He's really a player that I wouldn't rank that much higher than Mason Rudolph. It just doesn't make sense to me. So sure, we'll monitor the Deshaun Watson rumor. But those allegations that are accompanying him, I just don't think that's a player the Steelers want to even go near. In other Steelers news, Alejandro Villanueva retired from the game of football after seven productive seasons. Villanueva had the unique experience of being both a Pittsburgh Steeler and then going to the dark side to the Baltimore Ravens for a year. What a unique mind warp I'm sure that was because those franchises hate each other. Sure, there's a mutual respect for the level of physicality and the brand of football that each team plays. But Villanueva retires. And man, when he was good, he was good. He provided a lot of solid seasons with the Steelers. He was around during the Killer Bees era. And just a good, good human being. So I'm wishing him nothing but the best in his retirement. There were two surprise releases this week, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of this once free agency starts next week. But Bobby Wagner, inside linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks, a perennial pro bowler, all pro pro player, has been released, as has Jordan Hicks from the Arizona Cardinals. And even though these guys are 30 years of age, they could draw some interest from the Steelers. They're needed inside linebackers, well documented, and to pair a 
player like Bobby Wagner alongside Devin Bush, that would do wonders for the interior of that defense. And would even save the team from having to make a move in the draft for an inside backer. Because then you could give another year to see what will become of Devin Bush. If who we saw in 21 is truly him, we'd get to see Buddy Johnson develop a little bit more. And they could potentially stave off drafting an inside backer until the following year. So I fully expect the Steelers to kick the tires on both Wagner and Hicks. More so Wagner because he is an absolute stud at middle backer. So it'll be interesting to watch that play out as well. And then the last thing that I wanted to hit on here, just kind of wrapping up the week that was and your Pittsburgh Steelers, the whole talk of Mitchell Trubisky signing as a free agent with the Steelers, a move that I'm not on board with. I've been on record in saying that. I've also been on record in saying I don't know a ton about Trubisky. More talk this week. As he came out and said, it would be pretty cool to play for the Steelers. I'm sure it would be. (laughs) But there's also interest from the Giants and Trubisky. Opportunity to compete there with Daniel Jones. Was a report earlier this week that he's going to command over $10 million per year in terms of a contract. I can't see the Steelers paying that. Now, if he was going to come in and start, maybe, but I think that's a little bit out of their range for a quarterback whom probably will just be your backup. So there you have it. Just a little wrap-up in the week that was your Pittsburgh Steelers. And now it's time to get into... My mock draft 2.0. Mock draft season. I love mock drafts. I do. And this week, one of the things I started doing on the study sessions is talking through and analyzing mock drafts of Steelers writers. So we took a look at Ray Fittipaldo's latest mock. Took a look at Alex Kazora's latest mock. We're going to do more of that next week. It's a good way just to get familiar with prospects, how other writers are seeing things playing out. And it'll help. It's helping me, and I'm sure it will help you as well, to get calibrated in terms of which players the team will be targeting in this year's NFL draft. So just as some background, in my first edition of my mock, first round I'd selected Desmond Ritter, quarterback out of Cincinnati. Second round was Lasita Smith, guard, Virginia Tech. And I had his name misspelled 
and I was mispronouncing his name. So, Lacetus, my apologies on that. But I had Lacetus Smith, second round. Third round, I had Wandell Robinson, wide receiver. Fourth round was Leo Chanel, the inside backer out of Wisconsin. Obviously, there's no fifth round pick. We'll find out compensatory pick soon. I don't see them getting a fifth rounder. Sixth round, I had them taking Rashid Walker, tackle out of Penn State. With their first seventh round pick, had them selecting Neil Farrell, defensive tackle out of LSU. And with their last seventh round pick, I had them selecting Valus Jones Jr., wide receiver out of Tennessee. And so what I'm about to share with you is my Mach 2.0, and it's not going to look tremendously different from my first edition. And what you'll see is maybe some of the posi- positions in terms of where they these players were drafted has changed, but a lot of these guys have stuck around because I feel like they're quality, high-caliber players that will be available to the Steelers. There are some tweaks and surprises just based on some of the things that have transpired. But I'm excited to unveil to you my mock draft 2.0 here on March 12th, 2022. So let's get after it. All right, so here we go. Mock draft 2.0. Jay Ritz of the Still Study. All right. It's selection number one. I'm not wavering from the prioritization of a quarterback. It will still be a quarterback. But after some of the things that have transpired here recently, the trade of Russell Wilson, speculation around Deshaun Watson, the commanders trading for Carson Wentz, And after the performance at the Combine, I believe that Malik Willis has vaulted to the top of this quarterback class. He's going to be the first one off the board. Potentially, that could be Seattle. Pittsburgh may have to jump up in front of the Saints to get this guy. But with the first overall selection at pick, excuse me, the Selection at number 20, the Steelers are going to take Mr. Kenny Pickett, University of Pittsburgh. And what a story that's going to be. At this point, I could see Pickett being available at 20. He has great football instincts, anticipation, the ability to tailor the throw to the route what is needed he's smooth he's game ready and I think he would be a great fit for this organization at number 20 he wouldn't come in and start right away I still think Mason Rudolph would get the nod at least for the beginning part of the season depending on how he played or whatever veteran that they would sign But with the first selection, Kenny Pickett, 
is drafted to be your Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback of the future. With the second pick, last time I had Lasita Smith guard out of Virginia Tech. In my second mock, I have Leo Chanel out of Wisconsin, the inside linebacker. There was a Steelers contingent on hand for his pro day at Wisconsin. Physical guy, thumper. Again, not to be mistaken as a player who can get the job done in pass coverage. That's not his game, but he is a physical run defending inside linebacker. The Wisconsin connection is there with TJ Watt. And I had Chanel in my first mock draft in the fourth round. I think he did enough in the combine. He's talented enough to go in the second round and the Steelers plug a hole right off the jump. And he has the potential to contribute, if not start, a few weeks into the season. So that's my second round pick. Third round, last time I had Wandell Robinson, the wide receiver. This time, I'm still keeping Lasita Smith out of Virginia Tech in the mix here, but I have him going in the third round. Big, massive, powerful guard. Once he gets you in his grasp, you're going to get mauled. The Steelers need that type of interior blocker on the offensive line. Smith is that guy. And you probably can get him in the third round where the Steelers are selecting. They have to build they have to build the offensive line. It's going to be done through both the draft and free agency. You're not going to do it exclusively one way, but there's great value in Lasita Smith in the third round out of Virginia Tech. Fourth round selection. This is a carryover from my previous draft. Again, you're seeing a pattern here. Neil Farrell, defensive lineman out of LSU. Big-bodied guy. He is a nose tackle. That's where he would be utilized in the Steelers' defense. I selected him in the first edition of the mock in the seventh round, but I have him going here in the fourth round. He's moved up a bit on draft in the draft boards. And drafting him in the fourth round, that's good value for a guy who's not gonna be on the field a ton. He'll be in the base package, but he can contribute right away. And he could probably deliver quality contributions. So that's why I have him going in the fourth round. Neil Farrell out of LSU. Some help for the Steelers at the nose tackle position. Again, no fifth round pick at this point. Doubt that the Steelers will get a fifth rounder. Through the compensatory picks, which we should find out what those picks are 
rather soon. So that moves us on to the sixth round. Position I haven't hit yet, wide receiver. We're going to hit it here. And this is a carryover from my previous draft, but I have him moving up to the sixth round. That is Valus Jones Jr., wide receiver out of Tennessee. Fast. Punt returner, kick returner. And especially with some speculation coming out that several teams are interested in Ray Ray McLeod. Let him go off, sign elsewhere. Jones Jr. can come in, provide strength at punt returns, kick returns, but then also offer that deep threat element to the passing game. He's not going to be an every down receiver, but he can be a guy who can take the top off a of defense, which is what they need. They're going to have to supplement this position through free agency. I believe that they're going to do that. But Jones Jr. is a good value because of what he brings versatility-wise, not just as a receiver, but as a return man, too. And then we have two more picks here. Our two seventh-rounders. And with the first seventh-round pick, I'm going back to the offensive line. This time we're going to tackle, but this is a guy who could play guard as well. More than likely translates better to guard and the pros and that's Logan Bruss out of Wisconsin another Wisconsin product two Wisconsin picks 65309 building some depth at the tackle positions here again as i mentioned he's probably going to be a guard but he has tech tackle flexibility the steelers like that versatility for their players to be able to move up and down the offensive line he's got experience as a three-year starter, he's athletic. He's not super powerful. He's not the strongest, but that can develop over time. But solid depth there that could be provided by Bruss at tackle. And then my final pick in mock draft 2.0. And didn't know which way to go with this. But the Steelers do need to boost their running back depth. I've talked about the need for a third down running back. This guy is probably a little bit more than a third down runner. He can offer you a little bit more and therefore could take some of that workload off of Najee Harris. He had a strong performance in the East-West Shrine game practices and also in the game itself, and that's Ty Chandler running back out of North Carolina had a productive year has a little bit of speed and could be a nice change of pace runner to Najee Harris so there you have it my mock draft 2.0 several iterations to come but just to recap Kenny Pickett in round one, Leo Chanel, inside backer, round two. Lasita Smith, guard, in round three. Neil Farrell, defensive tackle, nose tackle, in round four. No fifth round pick. Round six, Valus Jones Jr., wide receiver. First round seven pick, Logan Bruss, tackle out of Wisconsin. And then their final seventh round pick, Ty Chandler, 
running back out of North Carolina. So addressing the needs on the offensive line at both guard and tackle, position versatility there, addressing your quarterback of the future with Kenny Pickett, I could see him potentially falling to pick number 20, or they may have to make a move to get in front of the Saints there. I like the physicality of Leo Chanel, like the physicality of Lasitas Smith, his ability to probably step in and play right away, like the versatility of Valus Jones Jr. as a return man and as that deep threat. But again, this will probably change several more times. I'm probably going to have three or four more of these mocks as I continue to do research and understand and develop a, a plan for the way this team is going to go. But that's how I see it here on this Saturday, March 12th, 2022. As confident as I was about the quarterbacks early on, and saying that I could see five of them going in the first round. I definitely have changed my stance on that. Two at most is how I'm seeing things. Maybe somebody creeps in there at the back end of the first round. Maybe a Sam Howell or Desmond Ritter. And I still love Ritter. So just because I've selected Pickett here doesn't mean that I'm not a fan of his game. I actually brought him up in the podcast with Wexel and when we had Bryant McFadden on. If you haven't checked that out, please do so. And McFadden seems to think that Ritter is more of a third-round guy. And if that's the case, hey, if he's available there at pick three, the Steelers could maybe get an uber-talented player, once-in-a-lifetime generational player, do that, go that route, and then you pick up Ritter in round three. I'm completely fine with that if he was out there. Definitely what I'm going to do in between now and the next edition of the mock, which will be two weeks out. I'm going to spend some more time delving into players projected in the first round from the top of the draft board to pick 32, looking at a lot of mocks, looking at more prospects. And what will be helpful in between now and then is just seeing some of the things that transpire in terms of free agency. One thing that I could share now that you probably have heard about by this point, and that's that Miles Killebrew has re-upped with the team, so he will be back providing depth at safety, inside backer, and just being a special teams demon. So we're going to start to see some big moves and free agency starts next week. So things are going to be hopping. Definitely expect them to free up some cap space by restructuring a few contracts. But we're about to get this thing going, man. It's exciting. And that's going to do it. For the latest episode of the Still Study Podcast, episode number 38. 
want to thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening to the Still Study podcast. It truly does mean the world to me. And I mean that when I say it. I'm having so much fun doing this. It's been not even a year, but it's been one heck of a not even a year. So thank you for being along this journey with me. Please drop me a line. You can do that one of three ways. Comment directly on the articles. Hit me up via email, thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also give me a follow on Twitter. Check out the podcast, please, that I do with Jim Wexel. It's linked in the show notes. And again, just thank you, my gratitude to you. It's an honor to deliver Steelers news, analysis, and insights to all of you. With that said, have a phenomenal weekend. Do something nice for yourself for a change. And I will see you back here next week on episode 39 of the podcast. Have a good weekend, everyone.